Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research, and I hope you all had an absolutely awesome weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday, went into more detail on a lot of stuff that's going on with this entire ridiculous, illegal, unconstitutional gun restriction push. And again, why I've told everybody it's very, very crucial. We continue to stay very active, updated, and boisterous about things that are happening right now and never to go along with just mass compliance because somebody told you you need to do so. So I hope you guys enjoyed that show on Friday on Hagman. And also, too, be sure to check out the product of the week, the prostate support, and vote for what you want to see win this Wednesday coming up here. It looks like the D3 and the vitamin C, both of which are going back and forth, two very good products, obviously. <laughs> and, again, I encourage people to make sure you do your research on your doses and what are true, relevant doses. I had somebody send me a link over the weekend to a product that somebody has now put together and I'm not going to put their name out there because I'm not going to just get involved in that but it's basically a allegedly like a covid supplement or a viral supplement they're not claiming that it you know cures anything so they're not they're not doing any of that but essentially it's exactly what I've been selling and doing for the last two and a half years and making sure that people have relevant high doses of these ingredients and essentially what it is is it's vitamin C D3, zinc, and quercetin all in one capsule. And I looked at it at first when I first saw the thing on it. I was like, okay. I said, well, let's see the doses on this stuff. You know, let me get an idea of what we're actually looking at. I said, because that's a great idea. So the problem is I don't know how you're going to stuff enough relevant dosages of vitamin C and D3 and zinc and quercetin into basically, you know, a couple capsules, unless this thing's going to be, you know, like an eight or ten capsule dosage. And I looked at it, and it's, you know, 60 capsules. You're supposed to take two capsules a day, and that's supposed to be the standard dosage. And it's not very cheap for what it is. And I was like, okay, well, let's see the dosage. Look on the dosage. Two capsules is like 600 milligrams of vitamin C and 150 micrograms, micrograms of D3. 150 micrograms. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then I looked at the quercetin, and it was still the same thing with the zinc. They were all unbelievably low dosages. So in order to get any relevancy of this product, you have to be taking like a half a bottle a day. And I was kind of like, all right, so that's that's the kicker. That's how they were doing it. Be very careful and i've said this before and i don't care what company it is and you can question mine and do your own research and i told you to do the same when you're looking at dosages with supplements and you're looking at dosages and ingredients always make sure you're looking at true relevant dosages this goes back to the same concept i've told you before when you see companies out there selling food buckets and they tell you oh it's a 28 day supply of food buckets here you go 28 days it's only 99 dollars and you go wow you know, it's almost a month worth of food for a hundred bucks. You know, I mean, even if it's cheap food and it's got high fructose corn syrup, which most of them do, I said that's still, I mean, it's, that's dirt cheap. Well, then you look at it and you find out to get that 28 day length of time out of that food bucket, it gives you roughly 600 calories a day. Now, obviously, if any guys you understand calorie or caloric intake, 600 calories a day for a grown adult is going to have you feeling like garbage, and you're not going to have any energy whatsoever, and you're going to start hemorrhaging weight rapidly. So that 28 days, which really at least needs to be anywhere from 12 to 1600 calories at minimum, it, you know, if you need more, you need more. So realistically, that bucket's only going to last you about, you know, 
one to two weeks maybe, depending on how much food you really need to eat. So again, look at the actual clinical relevant dosages you're seeing with stuff. I've told you before, the vitamin C, if you've got some type of exposure to something, you need to be trying to take in at least six to 8,000 milligrams a day and take it over throughout the day. That's why we have the vitamin C caps with antioxidants and quercetin. Those two work together all in the same capsule. And then we have the D3 which is 10,000 IUs with K2. You can take usually about 20 to 50,000 IUs depending on your blood dosage. And then you also take the zinc, which you can run up to about 50 to 60 milligrams per day. So again, you have to look at the actual dosage that you're taking and what actually make an effective strategy of fighting off something if you start getting exposed to it and understand that and not just believe, oh, well, they're telling me this is what I need to take or this is how many calories is all I need. I Trust me right now. If you guys want to test that, go break down your caloric intake and go eat 600 calories a day for a day or two and see how you feel on it. That's how you're going to feel on food buckets that allegedly last you 28 days at 600 calories a day, just doing the research. Also, to update the organic food buckets are in route. They basically are coming in on Wednesday morning. We'll be getting updated and all of those out the very same day, even if we work overtime or late. Well, there's really no overtime here. We just work until we have to get it done. And so we'll be getting updated on those and they are back on the website as well. If you want to pre-order them, they'd be a couple days delayed, obviously, because most orders that are placed today or tomorrow will be shipping out probably Thursday. Just giving everybody a heads up on that. Also, too, in other news, I've continued to encourage people to really stay vigilant about what their children are being exposed to. And I've noticed now this month has been probably the most disgusting month in history when it comes to pushing the absolutely perverted ideology of transgenderism and pedophilia that they're trying to promote. Pizza Hut now, which has always done their basically uh, book it. And I did it even too when I was in school when I was younger where you can go in and you fill out a reading report and you have a teacher or somebody sign off on it. You can go in there and you'll get a free personal pan pizza. You know, they'll do that for it. And I did that a couple times. I remember it was pretty cool getting a pizza. And I remember Harrison did that a few times. Probably not the healthiest pizza to eat, but, you know, it's kind of cool to do sometimes. Well, now they have come out. And Pizza Hut has decided that they want to join the pedophile perversion group. And they have now come out now, and they said that they will be promoting the transgender books for their new reading material recommendations. One of those being the book titled Big Wig, which is a story about children who dress and drag and is geared towards kids as young as kindergarten and is on their recommended reading assignments on their website now. They're now recommending it. And I can't even keep up with a lot of these companies that are now doing this. And it's going to show you how the agenda and the companies that own a lot of all these major corporations are the same ones that are pushing this. However, I was very, very proud of a few of the players over the weekend from the Tampa Bay Rays out in the baseball team. You guys ever heard of them before? The Tampa Bay Rays owner, I guess, decided that they were going to promote the Pride Night uniform. So they were going to have them wear Tampa Bay Lightning with the TB and rainbow colors. And they had a big, nice, gay, queer pride flag patch that they had to wear on the side of their uniform. And uh, a couple of the players said no. They peeled off all the logos. They threw the hats away, and they put on the regular TB hats. And uh, Jason Adams, Jolene Beeks. Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson, I commend you for actually standing up to this absolute insanity that's being pushed for an entire month. They stated that their beliefs 
will not allow them to wear them, that it goes against their Christian religion, and that Jesus does not support this, and neither do they. And there is nothing basically uh, homophobic, and there's nothing they're looking down upon anybody. They simply said that they don't agree with this lifestyle, so they're not going to actively promote it while they play in their career for their job. And of course, you've had the Twitter hounds and all the trolls get on there and start the homophobic comments. And what's interesting, somebody even had a rebuttal on there, and they said, if you guys have even done any research on the term homophobia, that's a irrational or abnormal fear of basically homosexual individuals. This is nothing what they're doing. They're simply saying it does not go along with their beliefs, with their lifestyle, and it's okay for people to disagree with this. Just because somebody says you have to go along with a perverted ideology doesn't mean you have to do it. Everybody has a right to make their own choice, and everybody has a right to disagree. This concept has eluded this entire generation, and especially this whole subculture, that for some odd reason, they simply think that now they get to make demands to the entire country, and everybody simply has to follow in line to go along with perversion because they said it's normal, even including going along and trying to get young children as young as five to start reading transgender books. This is an all-out attack and war on these young children and, quite frankly, on Christian adults that simply don't want to go along with this. So again, I encourage you, these guys – they really stood up for this. They're taking a backlashing right now on social media, but it is it is what it is. And again, I encourage people to stand up like this and make your voice heard and say, no, I'm not going to go along with this. Just because you guys want to wear some gay patch on your shirt doesn't mean I'm going to do it because this is not in any part of my requirement that I signed up for, and it does not go along with my beliefs. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to be a wild show today. Uh, I've got some stuff I'm fixing to cover with you. It's going to just kind of you're going to go, wow, okay, how, how do these things tie together? <clears throat> We're going to do that today. And I want to thank Brad and Riley came over yesterday, and I, just, I spoke to them for about three hours here on the back porch, had a blast. And, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff, including, you know, content of the show and different things. And, and I also talked to Doug Hagman, I guess it was on Saturday, and I talked to him for a little while. And, and you know, and, you know, he and I in Austin, you know, we're doing the best we possibly can and we're realizing now that, you know, though it seems, you know, on the outset that we're not making a big difference, we're making a big difference. We really are. We've got people all over the world who are basically listening to the Ted Dawson Brower show and the Hagman show and Hodges and the rest of them and, and, and the good ones that we like. And, and we're trying our best to tell you guys the truth. Now, I'm going to cover some stuff with you today. It's going to be kind of weird, but I'm going to do it anyhow. But, but Sharon got this thing from Instagram and this meant the world to me. It said, Dear Sharon, First, I pray that you and your family have a great weekend. I wanted you to express, I want to express how we, how I feel about the family, about your family and the Ted and Austin Brower show. I pray for Ted and Austin and your family every day. I'm so thankful that Ted and Austin produced the podcast Monday through Friday. I never miss an episode. I look forward to listening to it every day. I'm a big purchaser of Health Masters products. I want Ted and Austin to know please never give in to his, to this tyrannical government and close the podcast. You guys don't realize how much the show means to your listeners, especially me. I love listening to the podcast. I feel like we are fellowshipping as a Christian family every day. The words that Ted speaks about the Bible and the Holy Spirit have helped me tremendously in staying strong in my faith and fighting the fight. He goes, I'm a private contractor and a former law enforcement. I've had so much evil to do in my work. And I still have to deal with it on a first-time basis every day. I'm not going to read you the rest of it, but I want to thank you so much for sending that. It means the world to me when you guys write stuff like that. Because it lets us know that we're making a difference. I mean, that's why the show keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger because we're not trying to play the game with anybody. 
and I, I told Riley and, and, and Brad a few things that happened the other day with, with Man Cow. Every time you're with Man Cow, it's always an adventure. I love the guy. And, uh, it was, it was so strange. I would say something to you that's going to seem weird. We were driving to a restaurant the Man Cow wanted to go to. And we were talking about spiritual things and other things. And all of a sudden, there's a girl standing on the side of the road at a stop sign. And she was homeless and she was asking for money. And it's really weird now. And I've seen this a couple times in my life and I saw it again. Uh, and it's, it only happened for a split second. But while I was looking at her, just straight looking at her, her face morphed and I could see a demon in her. And you go, well, come on, Ted. Okay, well, believe it or don't believe it. I don't care. It didn't matter to me at this point in my life. And I looked at Mancow and I looked at Sharon. I said, do you see that? And they said, what? I said, her face just changed. And they said, well, no, but, you know, we're not surprised. And I said, well, this, this is the stuff that we're dealing with right now. now let me say something to you. Man, can I, man, cow, man, man, cow, and I continued this conversation a little bit later on after dinner. We'd gone to church together in St. Louis. And it, it was interesting because he told me in Hollywood, uh, you know, he, one thing he said, he said, uh, he said basically, we, we were talking about different guys being gay, et cetera, et cetera. And he was confirming that these guys were, you know, a bunch of weirdos. And then he said something funny. He says, Ted, he is, this, see, is this selling your soul to the devil's real? And I said, I know it is. He goes, no, you don't understand. I know people that have done that. They've told me this. And he goes, and that's one of the reasons that they stay in entourages. In other words, you know, when someone shows up, they don't show up by themselves. They show up with 20 or 30 people in the entourage. He goes, they're never alone. And I said, well, why is that? He goes, because when they're alone, that's when the demons come to them. And I said, whoa. He goes, yeah, that's what they do. He goes, and they never look in mirrors. He goes, do you think that's a joke? He said, it's not. He said, because when they look into the mirrors like a portal and they can see the demon on them. And he says, they never use mirrors and they never, they're never alone because of what they've done and what they've done and how they've sold their soul. And I told him, I said, wow. He goes, it's just a, it's just part of what Hollywood knows about. Now, this is the Luciferian Kabbalist elite. They're the groups that basically run Hollywood. They run the media. They run everything. Now, I'm going to talk about the synagogue of Satan right now. These people are the ones who claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan is what the Bible said. Now, are all Jews part of this? The answer is no, absolutely not. There are some really good Jews out there, and they don't believe in all of this crazy stuff, but they're not saved. They're not going to go to heaven. They aren't going to go directly. to. That's not going to happen. They've got to accept Christ. And, and the crazy part about all of this stuff is that, you know, we have this special thing, this special reserved route that they get to go through according to some teachers like, hey, it's simply not true. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we need to understand that. Now, Austin already covered the information on this guy who with his, his Tampa Bay Rays. He's, 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 he's a Jewish fellow. He's got four kids. And he's in a big time lawsuit right now with other Tampa Rays based owners. They're the minor, he's the principal owner of Tampa Bay Rays, and he's been doing all kinds of things behind the scenes trying to defraud them. Uh, Tampa, this is an article that says Tampa Bay Rays principal owner Stu Sternberg is being sued for alleged fraud scheme. Tampa Bay Rays have been winning games left and right, but now the lawsuit says principal Stu owner isn't playing fair off the field. And what they're saying is he's trying to take over the other people's shares. And, I, and I'll, let you, I'll let you read this article yourself. Now, the, what I did is I went back and I wanted to say, how in the world did Stu Steinberg, you know, buy the Tampa Bay Rays? How did he have that kind of money? Well, he was born in New York. Surprise, surprise. He's a Wall Street investor. 
He's a principal shareholder in the ownership group that owns the Tampa Bay Rays, and he has acted as the team's general managing director partner since 2005. Uh, he was born, this I'll read you from Wikipedia. He was born and raised in a Jewish family on Avenue M in the Carnegie neighborhood of New York's Brooklyn's borough. And it goes on to deal that he did all this stuff that he went to, he attended yeshiva through the third grade, which also teaches the Kabbalah. And, you know, that's what they do. They teach Kabbalah and they teach from the Talmud. He taught, he was taught all of this stuff. And listen to this, my friends. He was <laughs> with Goldman Sachs and he retired from the company as a partner. No surprise here. Completely Rothschild control. Kabbalah's controlled Goldman Sachs. And it's the same group that they move around all the time. And now he, he's the principal owner of the Tampa Bay Rays. And so you think, well, what does that have to do with this? These folks that are the hardcore Jewish supporters, they support gay pride, which we see now with the Tampa Bay Rays. The Jews who are hardcore Jewish, whether they're Kabbalists or not, in most cases, they're pro-gay, pro-abortion, pro-all this stuff. And we see it in the radical media that promotes and promotes, produces all of these different TV shows. Uh, I was watching a, this show on Netflix the other night. I get it for free, and I was watching it. It was called The Lincoln Lawyer, and Matthew McConaughey had basically done a really good job on that show that he had done that movie he did a few years ago. And I was watching the movie. I was watching this Netflix thing. Well, by episode five, here come the queers. Oh, yeah, here come the gay marriage. Here come the lesbians. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my. And it was a really good program. And then, then I watched Stranger Things over the weekend, the first season. It was pretty good. It talked about MK Ultra. It talked about mind control. It talked about traumatic childhood abuse. It talked about all of the stuff that we see that controls the split personalities. It did. It talked about all of the stuff. It talked about deprivation tanks. And I thought, okay, it's pretty good. Well, I fast-forwarded to season four and then because it was the last season they came out with to see if I wanted to continue to watch it. And sure enough, it had gone pure Satanism, pure Satanism, pure satanic everything. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm done. I told Sharon, I said, I have absolutely no interest in watching this because this is what Netflix always does. They always trash out everything they do. They always start making it a woke show or it's all about Satanism that promotes Satanism. So I turned it off. I said, I'm not going to watch this, Sharon. I don't want to watch it either. I said, okay. That was the end of it. So we're, we deleted it and told everybody, you know, told Netflix, don't, you know, thumbs down, thumbs down, the whole series, done. So here's the problem. Netflix continues to do this, but they do it in such a way that they get you hooked on the shows and then they bring in the perversion. Now, why am I saying all of this? Well, here's why I'm saying all this. I'm talking about January the 6th now. And, and this is going to be something really, I find it interesting that you guys need to be aware of. And, and now we're talking about the, uh, how should I say, James Golston. Okay. He was the British, he's a, he was, is a British medical journalist, media executive and former president of ABC News, former president of ABC News. I'm reading to you from Wikipedia again. Golston grew up in, in West London. He's also Jewish. And he's the first of a family to go to university and he studied philosophy. And, and what's interesting about him is he's a hardcore leftist, which doesn't surprise anybody. But let me give you a little bit more about him. Remember way back when, when Jeffrey Epstein got busted for running his sex slave operation with Ghislaine Maxwell? And both of these people were Mossad and they both worked for Israel. And I still think Jeffrey Epstein's alive. I've been saying that since the very beginning. And here's an article that came out from Eric Stryker. I'm going to read this directly to you. Epstein, Gate, Jewish media running cover for pedophile conspiracies all over the U.S. and Europe. A number of Jewish-led media networks are currently together, working together to hunt down the whistleblower who provided a tape featuring ABC 
anchor Amy Robach admitting to a conspiracy covering up the Jeffrey Epstein's VIP pedophile ring. The video, which currently had 2.3 million views at the time of this article, has enraged the public and further discredited the U.S. oligarchical-controlled media. The pressure doesn't seem to be getting any better to ABC's Jewish president, James Golston, whose company released an official statement claiming that the Epstein story did not have sufficient corroborating evidence. What? And was not newsworthy. They're covering it up. The standards for running sex scandal stories are notoriously low at ABC, which has published a number of far-fetched allegations against Brett Kavanaugh and Donald Trump. The Zionist Kabbalist Luciferian network involved in protecting Epstein, I added those in, who has been exposed as having been working at the behest of Israel intelligence at least since the 1980s. You hear what I just said? Mossad has been reduced to a paranoid dragnet intended to track the individual that released the ABC tape, telling the truth. CBS News Jewish president Susan Zorinsky recently fired 25-year-old Amy Bianco after the ABC executive speculated that she might be the leaker. Bianco denies all the allegations. While the American media was actively stopped covering the Epstein scandal and his mysterious death, I don't believe he's dead, the questions continue to linger with Project Veritas promising to publish more. This is not the first elite pedophile scandal to rock a liberal democracy. Now, we need to understand who these guys are and what they did and how they did not want everybody to talk about Jeffrey Epstein, which is fresh on my mind again because I just read that book, Jeffrey Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And once we understand who these people are and how powerful they are because they control the media, which controls groupthink in the United States, which controls do mind control, you know, flicker rates and colors and posturing and all the things that they do with their – with their programming and subliminal programming and inserts they put into the text and everything else they do there, you start to realize the involvement of MK Ultra into the TV and how they're using it to control the brains of the people in the United States who are too, how should I say, too, too programmed and too conditioned now to start asking questions why. So I wanted to really go into this guy right now and this president of ABC News, the former president, James Golston. And why is that important now? Because the article I just read for you is from a couple of years ago, and I have gone ahead and I have posted it. Well, here's why I read the article. As we know, you know, one of the January 6th, you know, people who refused to do the, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the submit to Congress and give information, and they basically sent him a subpoena, was basically arrested at his airport this weekend. Uh, and basically was perp walked through the airport in handcuffs and put in – he's got 72-year-olds, 72 years old, and then put in the shackles. It reminds me very much of what happened to Roger Stone when they could have just served him and done what they needed to do. And you know, He's in his 70s, but they didn't do that. They had a whole SWAT team come in from land, sea, and air apparently and basically arrest him and make a spectacle of it for the news because it's theater. Now, listen to me. I'm going to – this is really, really important. It's theater, Okay. It's all about controlling the minds and the hearts and the thinking of the people in the United States. It's so important that we all understand that. It's programming. It's mass programming. So now listen to what they've done. This is, this is off drudge this morning. January 6th committee's secret advisor. Remember I told you about James Golston, former television and ABC president who covered up the Jeffrey Epstein? We're going to stay with me on this one. This is really important. They've hired him. The same guy who hired, who covered up the Jeffrey Epstein, is the same guy they've hired now to produce the January 6th committee's basically TV network news to basically release the material 
into a captivating multimedia presentation for a primetime hearing on Thursday. Are you listening to me? They're turning the January 6th hearings into a primetime soap opera melodrama with all kinds of different cuts coming in. And James Golston, the same guy who covered up for Jeffrey Epstein and Mossad and Israel, who's Jewish, is basically going to the person doing the documentary. It says, quote of this article, they're bragging on him. Former president of ABC News, James Golston, a master documentary storyteller who ran Good Morning America and Nightline, has joined the committee as an unannounced advisor, Axios has learned. Why it matters. I'm reading you directly. I'm told Golston is busily producing Thursday's 8 p.m. ET hearing as if it were a blockbuster investigative special. Are you hearing me, friends? They're going to spin it and make the whole thing a lie. He plans to make it raw enough so that the skeptical journalist will find the material fresh and chew over the disclosures and future coverage. And he wants to draw the eyeballs of Americans who haven't followed the ins and outs of the Capitol riot probe. Golston is shaping in a massive trove. The hearing will be a mix of live witnesses and pre-produced videos so they can spin the narrative. I am told the committee has gained access to the official White House photographs of January the 6th that haven't been seen publicly. Only a fraction of the surveillance footage from inside the Capitol, all kinds of angles were captured, and now he's going to show most of that, a lot of it. Many of the committee's depositions were videotaped, and we'll see the clips. And aide says the Senate elect committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. 1,000 depositions and interviews, 140,000 documents, and is following up on seven, 472 tips. The hearing, the first of a series, of a series by the committee, it's going to be a doggone TV. It's going to be an infomercial TV miniseries. Most will be during daytime of the makings of a national event. At least two of the network broadcasts will interrupt the evening programming for live coverage anchored by ABC's David Muir and CBS Norrell O'Donnell. And NBC will announce plans soon. They're taking the Capital Six riots, if you want to call them a riot. I think they were protests. And they're turning them into a TV event. This is like, remember that, that TV show the years ago, it was called Band of Brothers, that came out, a really good documentary. It had a group of these soldiers that went through World War II together, and it followed them all the way through. Phenomenal series, it really is. And uh, they're turning this whole thing into a Band of Brothers, run by a bunch of Kabbalist, Luciferian media executives who are Jewish, who have unbelievably horrible morals, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion, who want to force the American population to watch a doggone TV broadcast giving it the spin that they want to give it as far as how how liberal can we make it. That's why I brought up, and I'm so glad that Austin also brought up today, about the owner of the, of the, of the devil rays. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, all these people are so liberal, and, it's just, and they control the media. They control the sports teams. They control these same groups, control the international banks. The same groups control Klaus Schwab. The same groups control the World Economic Forum. The same groups control the betting out of Vegas. Are you listening to me? And thereby making all, all, in my opinion, of national sports on major networks and major events as far as Super Bowls, etc., staged events. Remember, the Super Bowl and NFL football is not listed as a sport. It's listed as entertainment they could, they could skew the numbers to do whatever they want to do, and nobody could say anything to them, and it's quote-unquote not, not illegal, whatever you want to call it, because they can make it all – like, it's like professional wrestling. So I don't watch it anymore. Now, does that mean that these athletes aren't amazing? No, they're amazing. 
but you got you got the Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback was Ghislaine Bunchett or whatever her name is, his wife, Brady, who's a witch who sets up an altar of sacrifice and weird stuff before every game with him. Are you kidding me? No, and then they promote her as being a witch. And see, this is the group, the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Satanic, Synagogue of Sex, Death, Satanists that run the planet, that have run the planet now for thousands and thousands of years, all the way back to the ancient Canaanite religions. Why do you think Hillary Clinton's, her attorney just got off. I mean, he put all his fake stuff out, lied to everybody, and then turned right back around and got found not guilty. And the guy basically, you know, working with Trump, who basically got perp walked out of his airport the other day, he basically is probably going to do time in jail like they did with Roger Stone. And so all these people are like Teflon coated. Why? Because Hillary Clinton is a high level witch. Larry Nichols said that before he died, that when he worked for them in Arkansas, that he basically that she would leave every six weeks to go to her witch's coven in L.A. She was the head witch. And apparently she's some high-level satanic weirdo witch that basically a lot of these guys have to listen to because of her her weird stuff that she does with the sacrifice. I mean, don't you remember the emails when they came out before the Trump election that she was going to have to basically – they were going to sacrifice a doggone chicken to Moloch? Who talks like that? Hillary Clinton does. And this is the group that runs the planet. She's also in the synagogue of Satan, but she doesn't claim to be Jewish. She's a Luciferian. And this is the group that has basically invaded our culture and taken control of the entire planet. That's why I told Doug, Hagman, we're making a difference because we're telling the truth. But how many podcasts will just do what I just did? I'm going to ask you that. How many podcasts will call this synagogue of Satan out and name names and places and dates and read from their Wikipedia pages? And how many have told you that the head of ABC, president of ABC, is now going to run a series infomercial or a series, quote unquote, like Band of Brothers, you know, a little mini series on TV about the Capital Six rise? Why? Because they want everybody to really believe that there was this massive, you know, this is the worst. If this was a, if this was an insurrection. Okay? And this was a staged coup by Donald Trump, which it was not. Okay, It's the worst coup I've ever seen. Nobody was even armed. <laughs> Nobody had any weapons. It's awful. If it was a coup, it wasn't a coup. It was a staged protest is what it was by the bequest of Donald Trump, whose daughter is a Kabbalist witch. Gosh, guys, you got to get this through your head. I don't want Trump back in office again. I want DeSantis, and I hope he's okay because he went to Yale. Who knows if he's a member of Skull and Bones or not. All I know is this. I do not want Donald Trump back in office again. Brought Jester Kushner, who's given all that money to Shabbat. And Shabbat is a known death, sex, you know, death, death cult who want to bring in basically the Antichrist. No, we don't need – they want to resurrect their serpent god, Einsoft, the snake. They practice the worship with Baphomet, and they go out of the Zohar. This is, this is Trump's daughter and his son-in-law. Heck, I thought Jared Kushner could have been the Antichrist. Ugh, the, whole, the stuff's so weird. And then he puts all those CFR members into the White House, and then he doesn't pardon anybody. You know, this reminds me of what Adolf Hitler did, okay? And I'm not comparing Trump to Hitler, but I'm just going to say it this way. You know, Trump had the opportunity to pardon every single person from January the 6th. He could have done that with a blanket executive order. Any protesters involved in January 6th, and I quote, capital riots, whatever, I'm giving them a blanket pardon, period, and that had been the end of it. But they had that boy with some damning evidence. 
Okay, Jocelyn Maxwell said they had him on videotape. Now, whatever she meant by that or whatever it was, she didn't disclose it. There was something else because Trump, he just completely acquiesced. He refused to do anything about what had happened to those guys from January the 6th and refused to pardon any of them. He even refused to really protest his election. When you watch 2000 Mules, you'll see that he refused to do anything about the election fraud, period. He just they just walked him off the scene, said, we're done with you now. Okay, Hitler did the same thing. When Hitler cut a deal with the Allies to give them the advanced technology, including the detonation systems for the nuclear weapons, so he could fly out of Berlin and basically go to Argentina via submarine and get out of the war and live, they sent and he sent his Nazi youth brigade, his Hitler youth, into the trenches, 10-year-old children, 11-year-old children, 12-year-old children defending Berlin. And he did darn good and well that Berlin was going to fall and the Russians were going to take it. He knew that. But he let the children die. Just like Trump let the people rot in jail. That's the analogy I just drew. You think, well, that's a horrible analogy. I'm just telling you what I drew. You can use your own metaphors, your own analogies. I don't care. But that's what Trump's done. That's the extent of what he's done. That's why I have absolutely zero respect for him. Now, was he ever real? Well, I'd like to hope so, because in the beginning, we really tried our best to push him in. I mean, I had a huge banner in my yard for him, but I, but I couldn't get past the Goldman Sachs appointment. Then we put Gutlieb in the FDA, that former GlaxoSmithKline executive that had pushed vaccines, pushed vaccines, pushed vaccines. After Trump said when he was running for office, he was going to go and do an investigation into vaccines and autism, and he didn't do any of that stuff. None of it. And so I started realizing from the very beginning he was deeply, deeply compromised. And now they want DeSantis to run. He's beating Trump in every straw poll they do because at least DeSantis is standing his ground. Eight times now he stood against the woke agenda. Eight times. I'm proud of him for that. I mean, the, 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 the Tampa Bay Rays, they had a huge complex they were supposed to build through state tax dollars. State tax dollars. He straight vetoed. He said, no. He says they're not going to come against they're not coming against and make politicize their team and start talking about the gun agenda and now they're talking about the woke queer agenda making their they making their players wear patches for the gay pride are you these people are sick and I'm so proud of those players who wouldn't do it so what are we all going to do we're all going to continue to talk about it because you're not supposed to talk about it are you you're not supposed to talk about anything that I talked about this morning it's not okay it's not politically correct because I'm supposed to be woke well I'm not woke but doggone it, I'm awake and I know what the heck's going on and I can't stand it it's always the same group of people doing all of this stuff and once we understand that and once we see it in technicolor we cannot see it because now we see it because you get to draw all the lines back together that's why I drew the lines back for you this morning I want you to see who's doing this, and now we're going to have a mini-series on the Capitol rise, produced and directed and gets paid for by the ABC people to promote it as hard as they possibly can to continue the brainwashing of the American population. Bleh! I can't stand these people. Ah, I'll take a break. Austin, take over. <laughs> you can't make this up. And next, next, what they'll probably be doing is a studio in Hollywood will probably get a contract as well. They're probably going to go in and That's make right. a movie about it. They're, they're going to do a big, giant Hollywood movie on it. The January 6th insurrection. Find out the real-life true story of what happened when Americans fight against the government over a fake election and misinformation. You know, this is stupid stuff.
they're going to come in and have this dramatized incident. We know there were individuals down the road, 10 miles away at a hotel that had firearms in their room, and they were waiting, just waiting to get the phone call so they could come in. Well, guess what? Did, did they ever show up to the Capitol? No. The whole thing was completely and totally staged, in my opinion. Evidence doesn't come out to what? Over a year later, year and a half later? Oh, by the way, we know there were guys at a hotel that had guns down the street. Okay, and? That's so why I told, her, I told the guys yesterday when I was over the house talking to Dad and Riley and Brad and them. I said, this was absolutely the most pathetic insurrection I've ever seen if this is what it was supposed to be. This is supposed to be an armed coup insurrection of the U.S. government. I said, there wasn't a single firearm charge that ever occurred on the Capitol premises. Nobody was armed with anything. You had a few people that basically we find out later on were FBI informants that were the head of it. They were pushing through a couple barriers, so they got some good photo ops of some of the confrontations. Then you got other photos of Capitol Police opening up gates and opening up doors for people to walk in and crowd in. You got people walking around taking photos in offices. I mean, at best, you have trespassing. At best, you have basically failure to comply with the lawful command of a police officer. We, they're all petty charges in reality and stuff. Yet you still have some of these guys. They have been held for over a year now, some of them even longer, with no pretrial release, none, bail denied. Dude, there are people that come in that basically are capital murder charges that end up getting bail. But you guys, you got guys that got, they're getting charged with trespassing on federal grounds. They're being held on no pretrial release. Come on. This whole thing was completely and totally set up. They, they wanted exactly what to happen, exactly what happened. And now, again, yeah, you're probably going to see the Hollywood clowns out there come out with this big movie expose on it based on the true events. And they're going to keep rolling it. Remember I told you guys when we were at Walgreens, I was grabbing a wrist brace for me a couple months ago. And Time Magazine had the top 100 photos of all time in American history You know, over the last 100 years, 100 photos of 100 years. And we're going through them. Some are pretty cool. They had stuff from World War II, and they had other other just events and things that happened. And everything's in black and white. Whole book's like pretty much in black and white, to my knowledge. And there may have been a couple color photos that were towards the back, but the majority of everything I flipped on was black and white, black and white, black and white. Then all of a sudden, you got to the middle 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 centerfold. You flip it open. Not one or two photos per page. One giant centerfold spread of the capital of people standing, waving American flags, standing on the Capitol, full double-page color photo, one giant photo all the way across with this big paragraph excerpt at the top left, talking about in detail how it was one of the most violent incidents that had ever occurred on American soil. Wait, wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> is that really where we're going to keep going with this? And the answer is yes. And I told everybody about this. I said, this is what happens when you stop raising little Americans and you stop teaching the truth about what's happening. I said, if this occurs and nobody keeps questioning it and nobody keeps calling it out, I said, what's going to happen is they're going to continue to perpetuate the lie and they're going to say it over and over and over and over and over again for the next decade to come. And remember what Goebbels said in Germany, the godfather propaganda. He said, if you tell a lie long enough, if you continue to push it hard enough, people will eventually all believe the lie if you say it enough times. Because eventually people finally get tired of arguing about it. 
and they just go along with it. They're like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say anymore. You, you keep telling me this is the truth. I know it's a lie. I'm never going to argue with it anymore. Whatever, bro. You're right. This is the most violent incident on American soil that's ever occurred. We're just going to skip civil war. You know, we're just going to skip any other incident that happened. We're going to skip, you know, Sherman's march to the sea. That we're just going to skip all that. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely what happened with the Capitol. Everybody walked up there. And what's interesting now, and this is what they're starting to do. You watch it, you can see it now. This is why I've been so adamant about it. This is what they're starting to do with the transgender pedophile engagements now that they're starting to promote. It's crazy to me that Americans have been actually debating. There's actually been a debate. There's never been a debate with me. I've stood 100%, 100%. This is not natural law. This is complete and total perversion. There's no debate here. But there's actually debates now with people, and they go back and forth about, well, you might be right on this, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, and you're, you're okay. We'll go along with it. That We've actually had a debate over what constitutes man and woman now in the United States for over five years. Basically, people are saying that they know all this and this is the truth now when they sound like fools. The truth is it's not really a debate because everybody deep down inside knows the truth. Millions, however, are just pretending that they don't because they want to be gutless. They'd rather lie and play dumb than risk being called a name or offending current politically correct standards. Complete cowards. Cowards. No respect for them. No respect. Because majority of people, deep down inside, know this is complete and total lunacy. But yet, again, you keep telling the lie long enough, you keep making the lie big enough, you keep pushing it over and over again, eventually, a ton of people are just going to go along with it. They're going to say, that's okay, right. that's, that's fine. Right. I'll, I'll go along with it. I'll, I'll go along with it. Look at what happened with COVID. There are still people I see walking around wearing masks out in public while they're walking around. They're still doing it. Because they just, they just bought the lie. The lie was easier to swallow than putting their shoulders back and saying, no, I'm not going along with your moronic behavior. It was easier to drop their shoulders, drop their head, look at the ground, put a mask on and say, no, nah, man, I, I don't, I don't want to have any problems, no issues here. I'll just, I'll just go along with it. It was easier. It was easier to do that. And the issue we've seen now is it is not only – completely ruined majority of the American economy with allowing the bankers to do this massive wealth transfer. We've had billions and billions and hundreds of billions of dollars completely and totally saddled with debt, trillions. I mean, I saw an article earlier. It was out on uh, NBC, and it said the United States has now discarded over 82 million COVID vaccine doses, primarily led by CVS and Walmart, over the last year. 82 million doses. Now, remember, these 82 million doses were already pre-purchased and paid for by the U.S. government. And from my research that I've looked at, it was an average of $19 a dose is what the United States government paid for this. At 82 million doses, that's $1.5 billion in complete and total waste. I mean, I'm talking literally put a $1.5 billion in cash in a trash can and lit it on fire. Totally cool, though. Don't worry about it because it was science, right? Remember, this is why they produced them. They wanted to make sure that everybody was going to be forced to take the shot. What happened was when the OSHA rule got overturned and everybody started standing up and everybody started saying no, and along with myself, and I helped a lot of other people do it, file the religious exemptions, all of a sudden, the 82 million doses now 
haven't gotten used because people said, no, I'm not getting RNA gene therapy. You're sick. Why in the world would we possibly go along with this? It doesn't even make sense. And now you got Pfizer throwing their Hail Mary now. Now they're saying three different three microgram doses need to be given to children six months to five years old. I'm not even going to get into that any further. I've talked about it last week. She's going to make me mad. And yet people are still continuing to push and push and push the narrative that are behind the scenes. And now, like that said, now we're going to have a January 6th miniseries now so everybody can watch it and focus on it. Isn't it always funny how they have to have a constant distraction, a constant change of scenery for the people to stay focused on? Right now, you know, the monkeypox thing pretty much fell through because everybody started realizing that was primarily being spread from gay orgies over in Europe. Now what they have to do, they started the shooting thing. There's another, another shooting in Chattanooga, Tennessee now. Some nightclub with a bunch of thugs got in a gunfight and like 14 people got shot. Now, of course, they're calling more gun control in Tennessee. We need more gun control. Well, the convicted felons, apparently, that are involved in this shooting, did, did, were they worried about being in possession of a firearm as a felon? I almost guarantee the firearms were registered. Oh, no, that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're going to make sure that everybody's safe and protected because we're just going to disarm everybody, and it'll work. Guys, it doesn't work like that. You don't put the genie back in the bottle. There's over half a billion firearms in the United States. It was interesting about it to me, too, and I saw, saw a comment from somebody the other day. And they said, please forgive me for not wanting to negotiate my gun ownership with people who just a few months ago said I had to be completely eliminated from society because I didn't want to force medical treatment, i.e. the COVID injection. And a lot of people have short-term memory on that, and yeah. I mean, we recall the end of last year. You remember the push. The United States is going to have a, a dark, cold winter for the unvaccinated, full of death. Because you don't get the shot. Remember, remember Bumbling Buffoon? When he got on his teleprompter and he said that? And everybody said, all right, let's see what happens. Well, guess what, guys? It's it's uh, it's June. It's June 6th. Actually, D-Day invasion anniversary, by the way. That that happened. you know. And you look back at the United States and the aggression of the male and the strength and resolve and fight and willpower that America had. Back in 1944, and you look back now, fast forward to 2022, and boy, how far have we been fallen? I mean, how far have we fallen, guys? I mean, to, to go from that to this now, from that to this, when, when the largest amphibious ground assaults ever recorded in naval history, military history, I mean, that's what we did back then. Now we have the United States Marine Corps putting out their gay Pride rainbow bullets on the side of a helmet. That, that's what the Corps is doing now. The Corps is promoting gay queer boy month. The Corps? The Corps? The beloved Corps? Are you kidding me right now? That's where they're going with this? Well, yeah. Because remember, the softer you make a society, the more confused you make a society, the more you can force people into basically going along with an agenda because they don't want to stand up and they don't want to have any type of confrontation the easier you can control that society. And that's exactly what we have now witnessed over the last couple of years. And it's happening faster and faster and faster. And this is why you're starting to see this, this resolve with certain people, and then you're seeing the compliance with others. And there's a line being formed. There, and there is. And I talked about, talked about it with Doug last week. I said, there's a line getting formed right now, a very hard line. 
And it's going to be a very violent line at one point. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And it's going to reach a point to where the side of the American patriots are no longer going to continue to play this charade anymore. And you're going to see the communistic side get to the same point where they are going to be so hardcore in their agenda that they are no longer going to be compliant with any type of dissonance that does not go along with their communistic agenda. That's where the two sides are coming into now. And as it's starting to happen, we now see all these other things that are accumulating, all the things from the speculators with the fuel that are the primary reason fuel's going up. There's no shortage of fuel right now. A lot of people are having this concept of looting them. We have this shortage of fuel. There's no shortage of fuel in most cases. The speculators that basically are running this with these giant hedge funds and equity firms like BlackRock, they're all driving the oil price up on purpose. They're all betting on it. Remember, they don't have, there's no skin in the game with this. They only have to have like a 10% margin on it. So they don't have, it doesn't matter. They're, they're just, they just keep running up the numbers, running up the numbers. They're all colluding to run up the numbers on it. That's why the photos just came out over in L.A. somewhere. Premium was nine thirty nine a gallon. That's where it is. That's where over there. Now, granted, a lot of that is the absolute horrific management of California because there are insane amount of taxes over there. Perfect example of what happens when communism runs amok. And so as these things start to occur, it starts to become very, very evident that people are going to have to pick a side – and as sad as that is, because you know the American way was pretty much the American way, but there's reaching a point now where tolerance no longer has any type of ability to be relevant anymore. You can't keep showing more and more tolerance to people that are continuing to try to force this on everybody. Same thing goes, like I said, with the school systems, the school boards. Down here in Florida, we've already talked to a lot of different people and trying to make sure that everybody is going to be very, very open and candid about voting and who basically is going to be running down here in Florida. So we're going to try to have the probably one of the last few true elections we can have down here. We already saw they tried to steal it with the uh, the gay meth head before that was running against DeSantis, Gillum. We saw how much just total debauchery and just perversion he was involved in and how much they tried to completely steal the election. Wanted a recount at the very end. Then we find these videos of people showing up with ballots and pickup trucks at 1 in the morning or more random ballots. Oh, man, we got another 12-foot gator out of the Everglades. What do you know? We found a whole box of ballots, and they are all for Gillum. Right, man, imagine that. I don't know how this is happening for him, but, man, he, he definitely is what's supposed to win. And sure enough, it was all giant scam. This is something everybody has to get very, very active with right now because as we have seen during COVID, the governors and your local representatives play a huge role in the resistance of how your state stands up to the Fed and what they're going to go along with and what they're not going to go along with. And that is something everybody needs to have a very, very strong understanding of right now. What do you think, Dan? Well, you know, I, I like that one movie, Shooter, with Mark Wahlberg. And, you know, he says uh, they end up in Pennsylvania or to Tennessee. And he called Tennessee the patron state of shooting things. <laughs> that was a great line. And they're talking to a guy basically who, uh, you know, was involved with the Kennedy assassination. And he starts talking about paper patching with a book by Schofield and all these different things. I love that movie. It's funny, I know the dialogue that well, but it's just, it's just true. But, you know, Tennessee, remember, they're not going to push this in the media. I didn't say anything listed on drugs about the shooting in Tennessee because it was basically gang violence. It was black against black gang violence. And that always goes on. And uh, I hate that, too, because I, I don't know what the heck is up with the blacks, why they have to do that. I really don't. And I have a bunch of friends of mine that are black, and they say, we don't know what's wrong with blacks either. We don't know why they do that either. 
And the same thing with, with we you got you got redneck white people. You know, they get hooked up on meth. And they start shooting each other, and Hispanics start cutting each other and shooting each other. I mean, it's stupid. You know, sin has no boundaries as far as race or or, or sexual you know orientation. It has none. You can be a male and female, still be completely nuts, you know, shooting things and doing whatever you want to do. You see this all the time, these black widow women and these crazy guys who are crazy husbands. Look, look at this thing with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp that had to dominate the news cycle for the last month. Unbelievable. I mean, Johnny Depp is just an alcoholic. We know that. We all know that now. That's why he's gained so much weight. And, and Amber Heard basically is a, is a weirdo. I mean, anybody who would date Amber Heard after this, uh, it has to be it has to be mentally ill, and and then Johnny Depp needs to get himself put into basically AA and go through a process of getting off the alcohol. I don't care how expensive the wine is; wine's extremely addictive. Remember, we have about ten percent of the population. If they start drinking, they're genetically predisposed to becoming drunks, become alcoholics. Ten percent genetically predisposed. When they started promoting the alcohol every day, and women started drinking wine and men started drinking wine every day, and they all started gaining weight like crazy because they were going to stay healthy. They don't think about the problems associated with gaining the weight and fatty liver disease. You know, they don't think about the fact that they can become alcoholics very, very easily. And now we have this entire population, even in health food stores, buying wine. You know, you know, when I was a kid, you know, we had that German beer tavern and we sold wine and we sold beer. Okay. And the only people that ever bought bottles of wine were winos. You think, that seems weird, Ted. No, they're winos. They, they sit around all day long drunk on wine. And, and, I, and I had some friends of mine. Uh, they, I went to high school with them. And they both started drinking wine, started drinking beer, and got all wrapped up in alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. They're both dead. One of them was a year behind us. One of them was in my year. One just died this year. The other one died a couple of years ago. When the one died a couple of years ago, died of cirrhosis of the liver. They're both alcoholics. And I see it over and over and over again. Now, I'm not going to say this again. There's nothing wrong with having a beer. But if you've got a family history of alcoholism and you get your dad's an alcoholic, your mom's an alcoholic, your granddad's an alcoholic, there's a real good possibility you don't need to be drinking. And don't try to justify because you're drinking wine and you're trying to be cool. I'm so cool. I had a, you know, I had a white wife from 1952. It was the best I've ever had. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what wine you drink. I hate to tell you that, especially people that don't drink. And you guys, just just stay away from alcohol. It increases the risk of osteoporosis, breast cancer, liver cancer, cirrhosis of the liver. All these different things happen with alcohol, and just just avoid it. Now, I want to say something here, and I, I want to just talk about this for a second. We got to ask ourselves a question: Who's really running the government right now? Because we, we know it isn't Biden. And do we think that he really still has the nuclear football or access to the nuclear codes? I don't think he does. You know, we need to realize that in March the 15th, right, 2020, also known as two weeks to flatten the curve. I'm going to repeat that. March 15th, 2020, also known as two weeks to flatten the curve. Supposedly, the underground base of Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs has been sealed shut. Now, who's in charge? Who in the world is involved in all of this stuff? And who's running the United States of America right now? Well, we know it's the Cabal Luciferians through BlackRock State Street and Vanguard. They've taken over the country through Exchange Stability Fund that was started in 1934 by the central banks to basically seize the gold of the United States population and to start funding black operations. We have like a secondary government. You know, Clinton talked about this, that, that makes the decisions. And it's all based upon what happened with the OSS turning into the CIA. And Kennedy knew that. Kennedy even said there are parts of the government he wasn't in charge of. They didn't run. That the CIA was out of control and did whatever they wanted to do. 
is because they were also set up after the Roswell with after the spaceships crashed. I'm just letting you guys know that. That wasn't a lie. It really happened. And we need to understand that these entities that have been around here for thousands and thousands of years, the Bible even talks about them, are still here. And they're the ones that require the human sacrifice and all the crazy stuff that goes on with these Kabbalists. And these are the ones that basically are answering to Lucifer to bring us into a D-wave computer system to allow people to be put into a hive mind with a functioning and turning on a 5G to allow everybody's thoughts to be controlled all of the time. We've got to get that. That's why you've got to stand your ground with Jesus Christ. you got to realize he is the Alpha and he is the Omega. He, he controls the fractal timeline. So that's why when you pray stuff, I always pray for God's will to be done. Let's, let me give you an example. If you pray that you want to get a real fancy sports car, just make sure you pray in there that it's God's will. Why? Because out of the fractal timeline that's going to happen, he sees all the potential possibilities. And if he knows that you're going to get this fancy sports car and get yourself killed, maybe it wasn't God's will for you to do that. Obviously, it was not God's will for you to do that. So you always pray for God's will to be done in all of your things in all of your life. Pray that God continues to expose these people in Hollywood and expose these people in the media and expose these people in government who've been hopelessly and helplessly compromised now because of their weird behavioral patterns that they've got on videotape. Always remember who's running the show and that we have to stand firm with Jesus Christ. We've got to stand our ground. And we need to understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because this is the day the Lord hath made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. You know, Lucifer's lair is this planet right now. He runs the world. He runs the media. But that doesn't mean we have to be part of it. We're just passing through. Just passing through. Austin, finish it up. I know you got, I'm sorry I went long today. Go ahead. <laughs> it's already pretty much finished up. Well, you got a minute. You got a minute. You got a minute. The support of everything you guys uh, need anything, healthmasters.com. I got a, a donation in from Marty and Denise. Basically got a, another check from them the other day. And it's always helpful when people are supporting Health Masters and helping cover the cost of the show because we don't have any... You know, we don't run any ads. We don't run any commercials. We don't run any of that on this show, particularly because we don't want to have any strings attached to what we can and can't talk about and what we can and can't expose. So thank you again for the continued support of Health Masters. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. Vote for what you want to see win on Wednesday and check out the prostate support while it's still on sale. And Dad was talking earlier about, you know, the benefits, the, the articles, they were talking about the benefits of wine. It comes down to resveratrol. We've got a formula that basically takes out and brings in resveratrol from wine without any nasty side effects of alcohol. And that's on the product list called Resveratrol Plus. Really, really good product. Be sure to research it. I may actually put it on the front page this week and give some people some heads up on it because I have gotten a lot of questions about that topic recently. So y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay strong, stay healthy, stay prepped as always, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.